It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty in the year of our Lord, August 14th, 2018. Welcome to JR the Podcast. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. I twerp and twedge, I twudge and twow, I go every dweary mile. I tramp and twidge and twamp and twow until I make my pile. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. That's like from like a 1940 Looney Tunes cartoon. Like one of the first ones. May actually, I don't think it was actually really one of the first ones. They had some like... They went back a ways, man, the Warner Brothers. But anyways, it was an old-ass fucking um, Looney Tunes episode. And there's uh, Elmer Fudd. Ah, wah, 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 wee, wah, wah, wah. He's like, you know, like, he's going uh, gold mining, gold panning, gold rushing. Gold member, the spy who shagged me, Austin Powers, gold fat bastard. I love gold. What? Gold panning? What do you call that shit? Gold smithing? Gold mining? No. You know. You know, it's like um, the old prospector. Remember, like, uh, Will Ferrell? I'd be more scared of them coyotes if I was you. Oh, pickle shoes. What do you call that shit? Gold panning? I guess so. I don't know. Gold rushing. Anyways, Elmer Fudd, oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. He's going, like, um, gold rushing, gold panning or whatever. And, like, you know, um, he's out there to make his pile, as he says, until I make my pile. And then, like, of course, Bugs Bunny. <coughs> What's up, Doc? He comes along to fuck with him, right? And it's just a series of mis- and fucking... Miss fucking, it's a series of um, miss fuckings, you know. Um, Homer Fudd's trying to fuck uh, Bugs Bunny, and he just keeps missing. Oh, oh, you silly rabbit! Hey, miss me, Doc. You fuck like my mother, Doc. And uh, you know, Elmer Fudd and uh, didn't I think Elmer Fudd did have sex with Bugs Bunny once? Wasn't that like on a f- episode of Family Guy? No, it was an episode of Family Guy when Elmer Fudd finally caught Bugs Bunny. They didn't have sex. But anyways, um, for some reason, I was singing that song, Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me, from that episode. Some of my comedic heroes. Definitely some of the hallmarks of my comedic heart are set with uh, Looney Tunes. It was a fucking amazing, one-of-a-kind, never-to-be-duplicated, replicated, or even um, decepticated type of... um, piece of comedic art, art in general, history, racist as fuck, <laughs> mammy, oh mammy, <laughs> but um, definitely just a fucking one, one, one in a million fucking cartoon, 
piece of art. Thank you, Elmer Fudd. Ma suffering fuckatass. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester the cat. Rather. What's up, Doc? You got Bugs Bunny. Speedy Gonzalez. My voice was cracking there. Let me take a sip of coffee. See if I can try that better. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> it's not so easy doing a fucking... Um, Speedy Gonzalez impersonation. There was this one episode when uh, Speedy Gonzalez, you know, um, well, actually, it's it's actually pertinent to what's going on today with, uh, you know, the whole um, Trump shooting Mexicans uh, fiasco. You know, whatever, just, you know, I'm baiting you right now. Did Trump really shoot a Mexican? Probably. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was just a fictitious statement. But, you know, the whole border war, the whole immigration thing that's been going on with Trump. There was an episode of, um, you know, Speedy Gonzalez when, um, you know, you got these mice and they're at the border. They're trying to cross the border in Mexico, across the border to the cheese factory in the United States. These fucking, these fucking Mexican mice, they're starving to death, right? They're starving. And the cat, there's a cat who's guarding the border. Ironically, the cat had like this really fucked up hairdo, kind of looked like Donald Trump, you know, that stupid wavy mop that he wears, that fucking... The, the backwards reverse comb over or whatever you call that fucking um, nest that he's got on his head. And um, anyways, this cat, he's guarding the border, not letting these Mexican mice get to the cheese factory. So then one of the mice goes, I know what we should do. We should call Speedy Gonzalez. And then one of the mice go, um, but who knows Speedy Gonzalez? We don't know him. And this other mouse goes, um, Speedy Gonzalez is friends with my sister. And then this other mouse who looks like stoned or high or something, he goes, um, Speedy Gonzalez is friends with everybody's sister. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me a little chuckle when I heard that one. So then these Mexican mice, they're going to look for Speedy Gonzalez so he can, like, cross the border into, like, you know, <laughs> the United States and, um, you know, steal cheese from the factory, these Mexican starving mice. And they're like, they go looking for Speedy Gonzalez and he's working at a fucking carnival. And, um, you know, he's taking all sorts of action. Basically, for 25 cents, you can shoot a handgun at Speedy Gonzalez and try to hit him. Speedy Gonzalez don't take no shit. He's like, <laughs> people like shooting guns at him. <laughs> Like, Speedy Gonzalez, you must help us. You must help us get the cheese, Speedy. He goes, I'll do it. And through a series of um, misadventures, Speedy um, crosses the border back and forth and, like, kicks the shit out of this mouse. Sorry, cat, rather. And he gets the cheese for the poor, starving Mexican mice. So long story short, <clears throat> long story short, you can get fucking strep throat doing a fucking Speedy Gonzalez impersonation. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 
Speedy Gonzalez friends with everybody's sister. Then you had, um, Tweety. I thought I saw a putty cat. I did! I did see a putty cat! <clears throat> That's hard in the larynx as well. <clears throat> then you got fucking Pepe Le Pew. Mademoiselle, we are in love, little. I'm coming for you, Pigeon. My little. Oh, playing hard to get. Oh, Mademoiselle, I love you. Come here, my little love, Pigeon. We make love under these stars. Dirty, stinking French skunk. Goddamn rodent. Oh, yeah, and then you got fucking Yosemite Sam. You filthy varmint! Oh, shiver out, you filthy varmint! Crazy fucking redneck. I'm gonna shoot the lot of ya! Hand me my shooting pistol! I'm Yosemite Sam, the most rootinest, tootinest, shootinest villain in the all of the Wild West. Ah, shiver me timbers, my blooms! Oh, I'll get you, you stinking varmint! <laughs> you know, um, I remember having some kind of joke where I used to him. I'd be like, "Ah, suck my dick, you filthy varmint!" <laughs> like, imagine saying that to like somebody, to like a woman. Ah, suck my dick, you filthy varmint! Like, imagine that is like uh, sex talk. Ah, you like sucking my dick, don't you, you filthy varmint? <laughs> sex talk. Yosemite Sam doing sex talk. Who else was there? Oh, yeah, and there was Daffy. Hmm. Daffy Ducks. Too lazy to do a Daffy Duck impersonation at the moment. It sounds very much like Sylvester the Cat. You heard me do that one, right? Suffering fuckatash. Daffy Duck. This means war. Then you got Elmer Fudd. Or, sorry, no, uh, Porky Pig. That's all, folks. Gosh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Porky Pig's fucking hilarious. Now stop that. And uh, now you know every little thing. Those are the main characters, anyway. Oh yeah, and there's Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Sometimes people really like Marvin the Martian. White people really like Marvin the Martian. I noticed, like white guys, they really find him funny. I never really liked Marvin the Martian for some fucking reason. I don't know. Maybe it's like all that player hating shit because I think he was black too. You know, his face was just a black dot with eyes. I'm like, fuck that nigga. Who you looking at, motherfucker? Play hating on a brother, right? You know how it is. Brothers be like, you know, eyeballing each other and shit. Never liked Marvin the Martian. <clears throat> Marvin the Martian. Go to my speedulator, modulator. Then, um, who else was there? Oh, yeah, there was Granny, remember? Oh, Tweety, Ooh, it's Grandma. Ooh, it's Granny, Tweety. Hi, Granny. I thought I saw a putty cat. Then there's, uh, who else? Oh, yeah, Foghorn Leghorn. No, 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 see, son, that, that's a barn, son, I'm a chicken. I'm a chicken. Now, boy, what you doing over there, boy? I'm a chicken. 
And that was an all right impression. I don't know. And then what else? Who else? Foghorn Leghorn looked like he was ready to lynch a motherfucker, didn't he? Now, say there, boy. Get your black ass over here. Now, I say, I say, now get your black ass over here. I'm a chicken. I'm going to string you up by them big, nappy-ass lips and big-ass bubbles. No, I'm a chicken. Foghorn Leghorn. And, uh, I don't think I'm missing anybody. They had so many great characters, man. Looney Tunes. I'm going to say a quick prayer to um, the voice and uh, light of that series, Mr. Mel Brooks. Actually, no, not Mel Brooks. What was his name? (laughs) Uh, Fuck, man. This guy was like a boyhood hero of mine, and I can't even remember his name. Boyhood hero. He's still my hero. I'm 31 years old. I'm still talking about him like a fucking fanboy, gushing over him. Oh, my God. What was his name? Mel Blank. That was it. Mel Blank. Dear Lord, wherever Mel Blank is in the cosmo, atmosphere, stratosphere of uh, the time continuum, he was an awesome dude, very funny. Keep on rocking in the free world, Mel, wherever the hell you are. You brought a lot of smiles to my fucking face. That's all, God. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So if you're new to my podcast, my name is Jonathan Ramtram, stand-up comedian, performer extraordinaire, uh, alcoholic, uh, actor, comedian, temporary laborer. And, uh, yeah, I'm just coming back off of a fucking uh, temporary labor gig. You know, that's why I'm kind of in a funny mood, just babbling on and talking shit. Busting my hump today, you know. I was out there um, doing the Lord's work, doing uh, furniture moving. Um, I worked with this company before in the past as a temporary laborer. Bunch of sweet guys, really down-to-earth, really, um, you know, mild-mannered, polite, real sweet bunch of guys. We're out there, we're doing some uh, furniture moving, and um, it's basically this um, this um, executive finance building in downtown Toronto, right? The epicenter of uh, business in Canada. And um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's a short-term residential building, for like, you know, people coming into town that have, uh, they're on business trips or whatever, you know, and they want to get an escort and they want to feel at home while they're, you know, um, having sex with an escort away from their wife and children. And, you know, um, they get themselves a little temporary residential suite in this um, uh, brothel type uh, building. And um, I was I was there installing some furniture. No, I'm just joking. It was just a, it's just like a business residential building, temporary stay. And um, you know I'm, I was over there moving some furniture in this new building, and it was really chic, really swanky, really nice. And um, it was an okay day of work. It was pretty fun. You know, we just assembled some furniture and stuff. But check this out. <clears throat> I got a coworker. He's from the temp agency as well. I walk into the suite this morning, right? And I'm like... (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. What is that god-awful stench? Oh, what is that pungent, rancid flaring of my nostrils? My co-worker, 52-year-old man, smells like a men's urinal slash toilet slash jizz rag slash fucking sweat bag ball sack armpit fucking butt crack fucking new england clam chowder mix this guy smelled horrific i was like oh my god he's got this pungent rancid bo that's making my eyes water and my lips curl making the fucking milk curdle i'm like oh my lord it's just like, and, you know, through the blessing of um, self-evaluation um, and self-rewiring um, all the work I've been doing on myself as of late, you know, working on my sobriety, working on my um, soul, working on my performance, working on the podcast, working in general as a temporary laborer, as an actor, as a human being. The gift of a lot of that stuff is... Um, you know, accepting people and um, humility. And it's not always there. It's, it, it, it's fleeting. It comes and goes. But, you know, I'm really trying to work on accepting people and uh, not judging them too hard. Um, <clears throat> this guy at my fellowship uh, in my sobriety meetings, there's a guy in my fellowship, and uh, he quoted this quote. He goes, um... Never judge someone until you have walked in their shoes because there was once a time when you knew less than them. Something to that effect. Malcolm X. (laughs) This white drunk dude quoted Malcolm X at my fucking meeting the other day. You know, don't judge another person until you walk into their shoes because there was that point when you didn't know what they knew and blah, 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 right? And um, I was just like, yo, man, by any means necessary. That's the quote, fool. <laughs> but anyway, like, at least I think so. But um, the point remains, you know, don't judge people. Have some humility, whatever, right? Black power. <clears throat> you know. And uh, so I'm just like, okay, I should just let this slide. So what if this guy has B.O.? It's no big fucking deal. And um, it was ironic, though, because it turned out, um, you know, I I lost my hard hat, right? There were real fucking sticklers on this job site. Where's your hard hat? Make sure you have your hard hat. Your hard hat, your boots, and your vest, and your goggles. Wear them at all times. It's like fucking 40 degrees out. I'm fucking sweating buckets. I'm fucking sfitzing, sfitzing. And um, I'm like, oh, God. So I took off my hard hat. I took off my vest, right? Well, I lost it. Oh, fuck, what did I do with my hard hat and my vest? I'm looking everywhere for it. And I go to the smelly, rancid man. I go, um, oh, 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 fuck. Ah. I can do this. <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, oh, uh, uh, pardon me. Uh, have you happened to see any, uh, did you see a hard hat and a vest? And he goes, uh, oh, no. I'm like, oh, oh God. Thanks. And I kind of like, and I kind of like scamper away from him, right? I'm like, <gasps> stick my head out the window for some fresh air. I'm like, <gasps> almost passed out just talking to the man for a moment. 
Well, you know, I catch a whiff of something a couple minutes later, right? I'm like, oh God, what's that smell? Oh God, no Lord, don't take me now. And I turn around and then it's my coworker, my stinky coworker, right? He goes, I found your hard hat. And he like gave it to me and I'm like, wow, you know, sweet and sour. I'm going to start calling you sweet and sour. I didn't say that to him. But like, ironically, you know, he's like, he was a very sour smelling man, but he was ironically very sweet in personality. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm going to start calling this guy, item number three, three item, sweet and sour. Start calling him that, you know, God bless him. And that's the gift of, um, you know, <laughs> acceptance. You know, when you start like, you know, accepting people more, accepting yourself and just being a good old fashioned person, right? It's all good, baby. It's all good, baby, baby. Baby. Ah, and I was spitzing at work today, right? Like I said, it was a hot fucking muggy day. But then something else kind of crazy happened. Um, there was like a, there was a van full of uh, chairs. We had to move um, some chairs out of a van, right? They were in a boxes and stuff, right? They were boxed up. But then, you know, it was a day for the fucking olfactory glands, I think that's what they call them, right? The nostril sensors, is that what you call them? Your nose uh, hairs? It was a day for that, right? Because um, I, I, I went into the truck to unload the chairs, right? And I'm like, you know, I started looking like Peter Rabbit or something, right? And fucking nose is twitching. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, this is a familiar smell. Cocaine? The boxes smelled like cocaine. I swear to God, they smelled like blow. I'm like, yo, man, like, is this a shipment from Ecuador or some fucking cocaine fucking huffing country? I don't guess you don't really huff cocaine. I guess you can if you're rich, right? I probably It tastes pretty good. I've, I put that on my gums before. But, um, you know, I, I, these boxes just smelled like cocaine. And, you know, it was just a moment of gratitude because, like, you know, like as a recovering alcoholic, I'm like, thank God I never really had a problem with, I never had a problem with, uh, you know, uh, hard drugs like cocaine or anything else. You know, I smoked weed pretty much every day when I was drinking, but, uh, you know, come on, that's a misdemeanor. That ain't nothing. That's juvie shit. Uh, like cocaine and shit like that. Like, luckily, I never got into that. Like, I did it a few times, like, you know, when I was drinking and shit, but it never caught hold of me, thank God. And I remember, like, my first day of sobriety, actually, I was talking with, um, this guy, he was awesome. Uh, this guy, his name was Dan, and he took me out for uh, sushi and uh, coffee, and he just hung out with me that first day of sobriety, and I was shaking like a leaf. I was all fucked up, spitzing and sweating. I probably smelled as bad as my goddamn coworker this morning, and uh, you know, I was just a fucking wreck. And uh, he's just like, uh, yeah. So um, Dan, the guy, um, my first day of sobriety, he goes, uh, yeah, man. So. Uh, did you ever um, do anything else? Like, uh, were you ever into drugs and shit? I'm like, well, not really, you know. Uh, smoked weed and shit like that, but it's, you know, alcohol's my problem. And he goes, oh, well, that's probably your higher power. Oh, massa, oh, higher power, oh, Lord, thank you for keeping my little chitlin' head off of the cocaine. Oh, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. I got a friend in Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I ain't a cokehead. You know, gospel song, Cocaine Blues. Oh, yeah. There's that Johnny Cash song, right? 
And he spit and he scowled and he scored the floor and he gave out a mournful cry. And he shot the door and he kicked the door and he dip a doop a doo As long as I'll live, I'll never forget the night that Uncle Bill quit dope. <laughs> That's a good tune. The night that Uncle Bill quit dope. And he kicked the floor and he shot the floor and he gave out a mournful cry. And he shot the door and he did the boo da doop a doop a doo As long as I live, I'll never forget the night when Uncle Bill quit dope. Obviously, I'm forgetting some words there, but, uh... <laughs> When Uncle Bill quit dope, <laughs> Johnny Cash's song about his crazy uncle quitting cocaine and locking himself in a room for a few days and just going mental, smashing shit, throwing lamps over and stuff, pulling fucking um, sinks off of the pulling sinks off of the wall, kind of like in that movie Walk the Line. I pulled the sink out of the wall. I was so fucked up that night. I quit dope, but uh, luckily that was never in my story. Thank God. And, uh, but yeah, I had some familiar, some, I was getting a real olfactory workout this morning, you know, the nose was working overtime, twitching like a fucking rabbit. And, uh, thank God I made it through that. And, uh, yeah, now I'm here doing the podcast, feeling great. But before I came home today, um, after work, I stopped by the library so, you know, check this out, you know, I go to, I go to, I had a couple DVDs to pick up, right? Because I'm cool like that. I rent DVDs from the library because, um, you know, it's a good way to get like, you know, um, free access to media. I get DVDs, I get books, I get fucking all sorts of shit. And it's not even really free, it's kind of in your taxes, but um, whatever, it makes me feel good. It's all free, free love. And um, I stop by the library, right, and... Um, as, I, as I'm going, like, off, like I always hit a red light in life when I don't, when my attitude's fucked. Or maybe it just seems that way. It's like, you know when you're in a fucking frustrated state and you just want to get shit over and done with? That's when all the little hiccups in life seem to materialize, I find. You know, just the little annoyances in life, right? Because, like I said, I worked a long shift. It was hot. It was stinky. It was sweaty. And, um, you know, it was what it was. I was very grateful for the work, but, like, I was, like, tired and shit, right? And I just wanted to get home. I had The Sopranos on DVD, season two, word up. I'm still living in 1999. Hold up, it is. But um, I, 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 uh, I got, like, The Sopranos season two on DVD at the library, waiting for me to check out, right? I ordered it. So I go to the library to pick it up. Well, guess what? All the checkouts are down. All the self-checkout uh, tills at the library are down. <gasps> oh, there's a power outage. Oh. And like, and I was hitting red lights on the way home from work. I was bumping into these fucking meandering, fucking Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat ass, fucking bumbling annoyance, fucking blobs of human humanity just wandering down the street indefinitely in a fog. Like people that just don't even look where they're going. They're walking into poles. They're walking off curbs. They're getting hit by buses. Just morons, right? So I'm coming home from work just fucking, just trying to fucking squeeze my way through the humanity of life, right? Let me get these goddamn DVDs and go home and watch some Sopranos. Let me go record the podcast and just chill the fuck out, man. It was a, it was a sweaty day, to say the least. It was a hot one in the whole town tonight. Fire, fire, fire. It was a hot one today at work, and I just wanted to get home and chill. Well, I get to the library to pick up my DVDs. There's a family with a little girl. <laughs> yeah, 
hey, oh, oh, I don't care that everybody's in a rush and wants to do things. I'm, I'm a cute little girl. She's like checking out her first book with her first library card. Oh, what a special moment. I'm standing there like, oh, God. Oh, it's my first library book. And they're all, oh, and... You know, everyone's like staring at her and shit. I'm like, oh my god, let me get this fucking DVD about Italian mafia murderers, please. Let me get the fuck out of here before I kill this entire family. I'm just standing there like, oh. But you know, like, luckily, due to my sobriety, due to my self-work, like, I don't make a scene, I don't make a bug out of myself when I'm feeling in a funk. I can be like a man about it. I just kind of stood back for a moment, and I'm just like, okay, this is their special moment. They're having a good time, whatever. I'm not trying to cast a cloud, but I'm just definitely not a part of the party. Like, I don't find this shit cute. I want to strangle this little retard. <laughs> like, I want to get my fucking shit and get on with my motherfucking day, player. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to step back a moment, let this shit ride. Well, as I step back, you know, um, fucking... Uh, they take forever. Oh, little girl. <laughs> then the librarian, right? She's like, um, this fucking, like, weirdo. There's no other way to explain it. She's like, oh. She's like giving the thumbs up to the little girl. And I'm just like standing there staring at the librarian. The little girl has left. I'm next in line. Like, what the fuck? She's still, like, engaging with this girl from afar. Bye! And the girl's like, hey! And they're, like, waving at each other and shit. I'm like, oh, my God, the transaction ended, like, two minutes ago. Can I please just get my shit and go? The lady starts giving me attitude, right? I hand her the DVD. She goes, like, what? What do you want me to do with these? Well, I obviously want to check them out. I wouldn't stand in line to return... Library books. I don't know if you've been to the library recently, ladies and gentlemen, but generally speaking, it's like old times. You just throw it in the bin and you're gone. Why would I stand in line to return books? You fucking... How can you be a retard and a librarian? How could you be a stupid librarian? Does this make any sense? I thought librarians were smart. Librarians, librarians. I thought librarians were smart. The Dewey Decimal System. Shh. Are you eating in here? They seem to know so much. So anyway, she's giving me guff. What do you want me to do with these? I'm like, I don't know. Check them out, maybe? Okay, well, can I get your card, please? So I give her my card. And I'm just standing there. You know, I had to look away for a bit. That's that little silence there. Then all of a sudden, I hear from behind the till. Can you take this, please? I look up. She's like holding the card at towards me. Holding my library card out at me. Can you take this, please? Then she tries to backpedal and try to be pleasant. Because I'm the kind of person that, you know, like, if you hand me a lighter, I'm going to put it in my pocket. And, I, you know, somebody lends me their lighter and I go home and I wind up having five lighters in my pocket. So now she's talking about lighters? What, you're a chain smoker, pothead? What are you, a crackhead? Like, what kind of fucking librarian are you? I'm going to revoke your fucking bookmark in a moment here, miss. I'm just like, oh, cool, okay, whatever. So then finally, she like checks out my fucking uh, DVDs and she goes, and I know what you're thinking as you leave, they're going to beep, but don't worry. Like, you know, like the little like sensors, like the sensors were down for the day or some bullshit like that, right? Like um, the sensors that, um, you know, when you leave a library or you leave fucking Walmart and if, um, if the item hasn't been demagnetized, it'll let off a little alarm, right? 
beep, 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 or whatever, right? So she goes, um, and I know just because our system's down, uh, when you leave, you're going to hear a beeping sound, but um, don't worry about that. And she's like giving me all these instructions and shit, right? I'm already halfway out the door. I'm like, okay, miss, whatever. See you. Bye. And I was on my way. But that's what it's like when people always try to like grab your attention. Like, like I said, whenever, whenever I'm just in that fucking annoying state of mind, there's always a little hiccup. A little red flag, a little red light. And, um, you know, through the acceptance of acceptance of acceptance, I'm trying to accept that that happens from time to time. You know, it's your world, people. I'm just living in it, right? And, um, oh, yeah, check this out. This is fucking crazy. <clears throat> so as I'm standing in line there at the library waiting for this stupid child to check out her first fucking book. It's my first book. Oh, yay. It's my first book. I'm standing there waiting for that fucking moron to check out her first book. I grab, I look at the till. I'm like, hey, what, what is that? What is that? And I grab a flyer off the till at the library because I'm cool like that. And this is the, I, 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 I have the flyer right here in my hand. Let me read it to you. Reading programs and story times at the public library. Drag queen story time. Hey, that sounds fun. Friday, August 24th, 2 p.m., second floor community room. Drag queen story time. Join us for a special story time with guest drag queen performer, Baby Bell. Baby Bell Bell. <laughs> Celebrate pride and diversity with stories of love, acceptance, and all the different people and families across the world. Baby Bell Bell will also be available afterwards for photos. Uh, no thank you. Children of all ages and their caregivers are welcome. No registration required. No shit. Who wants to be, you know, last thing a sex offender wants to do is register, right? Large groups should call ahead of time to ensure seating. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're selling tickets, yeah. They're moving numbers over at the fucking drag queen story time. Oh my God. And um, yeah, that's at the Toronto Public Library. And there's a picture of um, this drag queen, Baby Bell Bell. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. I just think it's like a conflict of interest. I mean, what does... Maybe not a conflict of interest. A conflict of interest is when, yeah, there's, there's a secondary interest to the main interest, right? Is that what conflict of interest is? So I don't know if you'd call this a conflict of interest. I just think it's tasteless. I mean, if you want to do education about drag queens, why not do it in like, have it involved with um, the education system somehow. Don't creep and lurk around at the fucking public library trying to, like, why do you want to like fucking do a story time, like scare the children half to death. You should see this fucking picture. This woman looks like, um, back in the day, there used to be this book I used to read in school called like Miss Viola Swamp. Miss Viola Swamp was a, like a, was a, was a, was an illustrated book about like this teacher and she goes on vacation. And when she goes on vacation, all the kids act up in class. Well, in order to, um, get the kids back in line, they send in a substitute teacher, which is basically the original teacher dressed up in drag, 
called fucking Miss Viola Swamp. She comes in and scares the children half to death with her fucking crazy makeup and fucked up looking face. And uh, I don't know, this Drake Queen story time, I mean, <laughs> you know, I know, like, what I like about it is like, the idea of like, yeah, you can um, introduce the world of, um, you can introduce people of that type to people that are young and be like, oh, hey, you know, it's actually quite a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing in our society. We have different people of all different, uh, you know, backgrounds. And these are people that exist in our community and they're good people. And there's no, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to be, you know, there's nothing to be mean spirited about, you know, you introduce it to the children, but it's just, you know, it's like, there's a sexual, there's a sexual component to the whole drag queen thing. I mean, I'm hard as a rock right now telling you guys about this, right? But I mean, like, there's definitely a sexual component to drag queens. And like, they, there's a strange subculture about it. And it's like, do you really need to... I don't know if that's effective. Like, you're going to have a drag queen read to children? Come on. Anyway. Kind of a little interesting thing. Send me in some feedback on that. What do you think about that? at jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. That's jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, if you're a drag queen, why don't you send me in a story? Read me a story if you're a drag queen. All my drag queen fans out there, please send me in um, some of your favorite story time uh, stories. I don't know. It's kind of fucked. There's a drag queen in my building who, like, um, you know, I always say, like, you know, by the light of day, he's the greatest guy, but, like, at night, she turns into a real bitch. Like, she gets fucking crazy. Like, she gets drunk and starts, like, trying to grab your cock and shit. I remember one time, like, um, I came home, right, and uh, she was drunk, and she's like, um, Hola, papi. Hola, papi. Hold the elevator for me, papi. Right? I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, close, close, close. I'm pushing the button for the fucking elevator to close, right? I'm trying to get the elevator to close. And all of a sudden, I see this big mannish hand just like, whoa, whoa. Like, grab the side of the fucking elevator door and, like, fucking pull it open, right? And she gets into the elevator. She goes, come have a drink with me, poppy. And I'm like, yo, I don't drink anymore. I don't drink. And she goes, you always say that. That's how much I got sexually harassed by this fucking drag queen in my building. To the point of she has a fucking catchphrase every time she sexually harasses me and I say no. She goes, you always say that. What? No? A resounding no, that's what I always say. Like, take a fucking hint then. So there's a very strange sexual element to the whole drag queen culture, and I don't know, man. Speedy Gonzalez wouldn't like it if you were reading to him in drag. He wouldn't take that nonsense. And yo, getting dressed is tough. Like, do you remember when you were a kid? It was a headache. You know, your mom would always give you a warning. Okay, we're going to the store. I want you to go get dressed. We're leaving in 10 minutes. You're like, oh, fuck. What a, oh, shit. And you, you, like, run to your room. You're like, oh, God, what do I do? You, you know, you got your fucking boots on your head. You got your fucking pants around your neck. Like, you didn't know how to, you didn't know what the fuck to do. Trying to loop your belt loop together. Like, it's a goddamn horror story. Never got dressed in time. Oh, and you're not ready yet. I'm like, in a minute. You're fumbling around like a fucking blind person. It was tough. Remember field trips? Your teacher would be like, okay, line up with your partner. And you guys have to like line up and like fumble with each other's zippers and try to get your booties on and your mittens and your goddamn fucking mucklucks. It was a goddamn nightmare. So like, how are you supposed 
to like explain that concept to a child. A drag queen. You hear that? Goddamn ice breaking in my freezer. It's always getting defrosted. But like, how are you supposed to explain that to a child? The concept of like, um, okay, well, like, I know, like, okay, let me explain this to you. Like, I know it's really hard for you to get dressed right now. You're having a very hard time dressing yourself. But just think about this. Someday you might even want to dress up like your sister. You know, or your mom or your teacher. You know, it's just one of those things. Like, once you learn how to dress yourself, you might want to dress up like, I don't know, your favorite sports woman. Like, what? Children have a hard enough time, like, fucking, you know, the basics, tying your shoes, for God's sakes. They can't even master that yet. They got to know what, like, it means to, like, have something inside of you that makes you want to dress against your gender or how you might want to have gender fluidity. These are large concepts that, like, are they really suited for a drag queen to tell at story time? (laughs) <laughs> I want to see that little girl that it was my first this is my first book from the library I want to get her in there you know yeah get get her to story time first and last book she ever takes out from the library <laughs> she like runs screaming out of the library <laughs> wait you forgot your bookmark no never again drag queen story time that's a good idea you know but hey, you know, like acceptance, 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 man. People need to be accepted. So I don't know. Definitely hit me up with some feedback on that one. Couple things that's going on with me right now before I get out of here. Feeling really good. I found a new Tim Hortons restaurant. Tim Hortons, uh, the coffee establishment. Um, they've been doing some really cool things with their establishments lately. They got like a Tim Hortons coffee house, which is kind of a more... Uh, Kind of like a more loungy kind of place to, um, you know, watch homeless people cut their toenails and smoke crack and, uh, you know, drink coffee while you're doing that. More more of a homey little place to see transients mill about and beg for change. Um, yeah, Tim Hortons. Uh, there's this new Tim Hortons in my uh, neighborhood that they opened up this new, um, I guess they call it Tim Hortons Coffee House. And it's like, you know, more facilitated for people who want to, you know, hang out and, you know, work on something or read a book or blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I got a top secret project that I've been working on lately, doing some reading, doing some work and trying to, you know, do something myself in uh, my performing career. So I can talk about it at a later date when I have more details. But um, I found this cool little Tim Hortons uh, restaurant that uh, Tim Hortons Coffee House that just opened up and... Uh, I think it'll be a cool place for me to hang out and work on stuff, you know? Little things that like that that keep my workload interesting and ex- and inspired. Little things like that that keep my load inspired. Ooh, is this a drag queen story time session? But anyways, um, it's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran reporting live for duty on this August 14th in the year of our Lord. Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up there. Let me know what you think about um, the whole drag queen story time. Let me let me know your thoughts on um, just acceptance and um, like 
where it fits into, you know, children rearing. You know, let me know about that. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up there. Till next time, job less. Um, go out there and be healthy. Enjoy the rest of your summer. This is a beautiful August, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.